0: A ship without a destination is lost at sea. There's reasons why we want to have goals and values in our lives. Uh, Welcome to the Mighty Anvil, guys. Dear God, you are my Smith. Forge me to be the servant that you want me to be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution, and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished from sin. And when my life is over and the fires of my life are all quenched, grant me. A home in heaven with you. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: So, um, you know, normally everybody goes like, oh, this guest needs no introduction. He really does need no introduction. However, I do want people to know um, just how great he is and and why we have him on the podcast today. Um, The reason why we asked, so last week we had Chuck on, and, uh, you know, we talked about how uh, the anvil got started and uh, the the meetings, uh, the men's meetings got started. Um, We also talked about the importance, the basis of having your three and why that's important, uh, should be important in every man's life. Um, So if you kind of notice, we're laying the foundation of the anvil and um, what that means to all of us. So our next guest is intentional with his goals. He's intentional with his relationships. He has a wealth of knowledge. And when you're around him, you just want to pick his brain to see, you know, what kind of nuggets you're going to get from there. I've also taken it a, a personal note in my life to kind of do what he does with his wife when it comes to goal setting. Um, you know, take take my wife outside the house, no kids, and, you know, sit down and have an intentional conversation, set some goals for next year. So that's what we did. Uh, our next guest, his name is Kenny Gammons.
2: Yeah. Hey, well, hey guys. Welcome, man. Uh, thanks for, first of all, having me on the show, man. It's an really honor. It really means a lot to me, and, uh, you know, following Chuck's a tough act to follow, so... <laughs> You know, I, I was like, man, I was like, I better just uh, humble myself a little lower than Chuck, man, and see how I can help you guys. You two guys,
0: so. you two, you and uh, Chuck, man. You uh,
2: know, we listen, guys say, hey, you know, they come and talk to you, and I always tell them, hey, listen, you may want to raise the bar a little, man. If if I'm the bar, we got problems, man. So, <laughs> we thought, but hey,
0: thank you guys for having me on the show, man. It's amazing. We thought Chuck was a, a, a perfect example of uh, have, being humble, and uh, both you guys, man, y'all, uh, y'all are. There's a reason why I have you guys as leaders in, in my life and, uh, you know, look up to you guys and hopefully one day that uh, we can all glean something off of each other. Uh,
2: that You know what? We all make each other better, Scott. Yes, that we do. That we do.
0: Uh, so today we're going to cover, like uh, Alan was saying, we're going to cover core values and goals and why they're important. But first I want to kind of get to know Kenny a little bit. You know, we've introduced you, like, do you remember the moment where... God, like, oof, this is it. This is where I'm going.
2: Wow. So um, those, I I believe those moments come at certain times, correct? Yeah. So um, listen, uh, you know, I tell everybody, I said, listen, there's nothing that I probably haven't experienced uh, at all different levels, man. I I was, you know, I was 17. uh, My mom and dad had gotten divorced. I hit the world hard. Uh, joined the Army for 11 years, Uh, been all over, you know, I always kind of make a joke that I've been everywhere from uh, Taiwan to Tijuana, you know, and all (laughs) that 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 entails between. Hang on, I feel like there's a
0: little (laughs) bit you've left out of that saying, but we'll just keep it off the podcast.
2: Yeah, but you know, basically just, uh, you know, I I tell guys, listen, I've I've seen it, heard a lot of it, done it, I'm not saying I know a lot, but uh, in my late 20s, once I kind of Uh, settled back down I I rededicated my life to the Lord so I I grew up I went to Sunday school when I was a kid kind of you know but then you know in high school I kind of went my own way you know like I said with the divorce and my parents and stuff like that I kind of just hit the world and and did everything my own way and you know we we all know where that finds us eventually so in my late 20s I, I believe I was 29 I was actually on a business trip here in Dallas Texas and I found myself in a hotel room uh, actually uh, a Motel 6 downtown Dallas and I was at the, one of the lowest points of my life and uh, I, in that hotel room I hit my knees and I rededicated my life to the Lord. So that, that's one flash point but then there was others you know uh, You know, there was a flash point in my life where I uh, uh, made the decision to uproot my family and go you know what I, I need to be planted in the house of Lord and I moved them from Lubbock, Texas to Frisco uh, to be part of what a gentleman was doing here. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd met and heard about Keith Kraft, uh, Pastor Keith Kraft. He wasn't my pastor at the time, but Keith Craft do business. And uh, I'd seen him at the Get Motivated seminars around the, around the United States, you know, a couple different events I'd been to because I was in uh, the business industry. So I'd been to see him a couple times. So I knew of him. And then I, I had a relationship developed between me and Scott Uncle Bob. And because of that relationship with Scott Uncle Bob, I made the move to uproot my family from Lubbock, Texas, uh, six hours down the road, uh, where I was comfortable because I'm a Texas Tech alumni, go Red Raiders, yeah. red and black. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I, did, I said, hey, you know, I'm, I, I had my own business. I'd done a lot of stuff there. And I said, you know what? It's time for me to get planted in the house of the Lord and really see what was going on. So that happened about 11 years ago, Scotty. So I've been wow. with Elevate Life Church for about 11 years.
0: Right on. Um, you know, I know this is probably putting a cart above the horse, above the horse. Or I don't before. know. No, I don't, yeah, maybe let's go with before let's go because above yeah. is going to be, that's a heavy hard swim. <laughs> right. Um, core value, uh, like you're, you're the one that started it all for you.
2: Um, wow. Um, I guess the first and foremost core value in my life is loyalty. Um, I've always been a loyal person everything we do, uh, everything that I do is revolved around loyalty. Uh, it's hard to get easy to lose. And, um, my family knows it. We, you know, you can do, you can make a lot of mistakes, but, um, I just feel that if you're loyal, um, you know, God's hand will show, uh, God's God will always show you a way, you know, um, whatever that looks like for you, you know, loyalty at work, loyalty with other brothers, uh, loyalty with your wife, loyalty to your family. I think it's one of the uh, keys to success. So that—that's one core value that probably rooted me. You know, uh, core scripture. Uh, well, so core—I've got personally core scripture, and then we've got family scripture. Oh, really? So, okay. so uh, my personal core scripture is First Peter uh, two seventeen. You know, show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers, fear God, and honor the King. Uh, you know, as here being here at Damble, that's one of our core uh, scriptures for being a warrior. That's one of our core scriptures for being a mighty man. I, I would I would encourage you to write that one on your heart, on the tablet of your heart, uh, and really not just be able to say it, but hey, what does that what does that mean to you? Mean? And how does it how does that? So the thing about a core scripture, how does it tie back into your core values? So this was a process mm. that I had to go through so um the first uh, in first Peter it talks all four of those key things revolve around loyalty um, so so that's why that verse is core to me as a man you know is because all of it requires you to be loyal at some level to either the family you know to the other believers to the, the king and the priests in your life, I mean, you, there has to be loyalty, or else you're not going to really see the growth that you're. I think you're looking for.
0: That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, hey, I just I don't know why he mentioned something here that sparked something that I want to mention. Hey, we sure. are sitting at the round table at Rudy's this morning. This is where it started uh, yeah. 13 years ago, yeah. and yeah, yeah. I'm kind of excited that we got the table and uh, we're here today. So, I know we missed out last week because they were closed, but yeah. Uh, you want to bring him in with the questions on the topic of the week? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's see
2: here, you know, and why, while Alan's doing that? You know, you asked me, you know, Hey, you know, who are, who are you? And, and, uh, you know, i everybody knows, uh, you know, we're, we're tapped into social media and all that stuff and, and everything. And I spent a little bit of time writing out like who I was and, and like, you can ask my wife, uh, and so on my, on my, like all my social media handles and all that other stuff, I, I got a little catch thing that I, that I say. And, and it's just that I'm a risk taking daddy. Um, you know, I'm a risk taking God chasing, love speaking, wife loving daddy that loves leadership relationship and has a warrior's heart for the kingdom. So, so that little thing took me honestly about a month to write because I really yeah. wanted people when they read that. If you, Hey, what, who are you, man? This is, this is how I live my life. I live my life on the edge taking risks for the kingdom of God, you know, and, and I love my family, and I love everybody that's in my family, mm-hmm. and I love my family of choice, um, you know, if if, if you said, hey, you know, hey, here's this one core value, leadership, well, what other anchors that core value is relationship, yeah. uh, so I've got loyalty and relationship are probably our two key things, uh, you know, of course, besides the word of God, Scott. Right, right,
1: right. So, um, why, why is it important to have core values?
2: So, this is a, a probably the most important question that I get regularly. It, it's because when you have core values, decisions in your life become easier. Now I didn't get this until I was in my forties, uh, so it's not like something that I've got all these years of maturation on. But in my um, late 30, 38, 39, uh, you know, I said, "Hey, why am why am I drifting? Why why am I having ups and downs?" And it's because I didn't have an anchor into how my decisions are made. So I decided, and, I, and it, listen, I, I decided very simply with loyalty. Hey, when I make a decision, is it tied to loyalty? That's the anchor. So, so we don't waver off of loyalty. Like, I'm not loyal sometimes and loyal other loyal, loyal to, Like, I'm loyal. If I'm in your life, I'm loyal. Matter of fact, uh, it's, it could be that I'm loyal to a fault almost. So, but I'm, I don't. I don't think I've ever experienced that because I've got good men in my life that they kind of bump me, you know, to keep me from making that. But but it makes the decisions in your life easier when you can look back. Uh, that's probably the biggest benefit. Uh, Al, is just I just look back and I go, man, this decision is really not that hard because how does it tie into my core values? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: Man, that is so good, and I can honestly say that uh, knowing you for. I guess it's been four years, maybe. Yeah. um, That it truly is your core value, and you do you do live up to it. I mean, that's um, you live you live that out. You know, truer words, man. Truer words.
2: Yeah.
1: In today's world, I mean, it's hard to stay. I mean, I I think some guys would say it's hard to stay. I don't think they would say it's hard to stay loyal, but I know that there's 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 times when things get tough. I mean, how do you stay on track?
2: Well, and so I mean, now remember. So that's one core value. So the the other core values that I have also are anchored into decision making. So okay. loyalty is one. So let's take it into a business context, sure. because that's where a lot of guys struggle. Hey, man, I've been at this company. I mean, how do you, Kenny, Kenny? how do you expect me to stay loyal? You know, they're doing me wrong. They're doing me wrong. Well, some of the other core values that I have are legacy, excellence, honor. So, so, so are, are they rubbing those core values also, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So as I, as I line up what's happening around me in my picture, I'm able to make a decision. So as, as I can't make, as I, as I, I don't want to say can't, as, as these awarenesses come that my core values are being rubbed, then I have to make a decision because I'm not going to waver on my core values. So I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I'm not going to not be honorable. I'm not going to not be loyal. I'm going to... So, So what I mean by that is I have two decisions. Yeah. So, do I stay and, and allow what's going on in the atmosphere? Or do I remove myself? So, and that's the part most men struggle with. Okay. So, you're in this thing. You've got a core value that your decision's anchored to. Now, you have a decision. Do I allow it? Because what you allow will grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you allow will grow. So... Do I allow it and then wallow in it? Or do I make a decision based on my core value, based on things that we've discussed in the with the wife, who is flesh of my flesh? We've become one. So we've decided on these core values. Do we make a a decision together? Because God's gonna honor unity. Yeah. Now, here's what happens: guy gets in a situation, he's thinking for himself, he hasn't consulted his family, his family doesn't operate by core values, he makes a decision. All chaos. He double hockey sticks breaks loose, and they don't know why. <laughs> well, one, you didn't. You, one, you, you didn't look at your core values. Two, you didn't make sure you and the unity of flesh becoming one flesh is unified and in the decision because she understands the core values because it's a family core value. Right, and then the other members of the family, depending on the age. Now, listen, if you got little kids, you make those decisions for them. But sure. as kids become teenagers, these are open roundtable discussions that we have. My daughter Paige, she's an, she was an intern. Now she works for the church. Uh, now she's recently got married. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm saying is these are things that we would have open family discussions about around the core values. So why? So that she, when she became another, I was setting her up to be the proper wife for another man but that all happened around the table that happened around the family core values, uh, that happened around us pounding that in to us for, for years.
1: And so for other men that have, you know, kids that are growing up and and they're getting that age to where like you, it's time to sit down and have the talk about life in general or more or less. How does that, starting that
2: conversation, how does that look? So, um, so, you know, here, here's what I always so like Like I was talking about with flashpoints, I always look for yeah. opportunities. Sure. So it could be that we're at the grocery store or we're, we're talking about when they're young now. Maybe yeah. they're early preteen or they're young, seven, eight years old. You, you look for these opportunities to have the conversations. Now, I, I don't, I would suggest for men not to throw up all of them at once, but let's take one of them, honor. You know, let's say you're you observe your seven-year-old saying something to the wife and you're in the presence of it. That is an opportunity right there, okay? So you go, hey, hey, little son, listen, we don't talk, we don't talk to my wife that way, you know. One of the ways we live is we, we live by honor. One of the ways the gammons operate is by honor. So you know what? We're not going to talk to mom that way. We're not going to, and you're not going to talk to my wife that way. So what I want you to do is go in there and apologize. You know, So those are opportunities. But what happens is most men are so busy with work or so busy with trying to go to the gym or other things that are self instead of seeing these opportunities. God gives you opportunities with your core values all the time. Trust me. (laughs) If if you have your head on a swivel, you're going to have an opportunity daily for your core values to be, I don't want to say tested, but to arise and for you to become the man that you're called to be. You know, yeah. depending on what, what values, what, what what means to you, what speaks to you. Everybody's different. You know, my friend, uh, Pastor Mark Bloom, he's got a core value of vacation. And, you know, the first time he's I heard. amazing man. The man. first <laughs> time I heard, listen, I'm going to be honest. The first time I heard that, I said, how is vacation a core value, man? But I will tell you, now knowing him for all these years, I know how it is. Because he believes that if you can't get it into an environment where you can unplug and enjoy life itself, you miss life. You missed the squeezing part of it. So so he's opened my eyes with that. But I mean, it's it's not a core to us as a family in the Gantz family, but I have an awareness now of it because of his core Mm -hmm. value. So listen, core values are personal to you and who you are and what you're trying to do. It's not like everybody, I would say, I think everybody should have a core value of honor, but maybe honor is not important to you. I, I you you if your individual is a man and you're living it out that needs to be yours once you become a family then they need to become yours together right. so so one of the key things uh, Scott mentioned and you guys mentioned that you took your wives out and you're setting up these goals um, and and goals are great I think they're amazing I think most people don't achieve them because why they're not anchored into their core values mm-hmm. all of our goals as a family, since I've been married are anchored into my core values. They're not just my business goals, you know? So, so one of the things is I always have the family bring their input into it. That's how these things start to get known. Al is I invite the family into every opportunity at the end of every year, all family conversations. I may be the guy that's leading it. I may remind them of why we're having this meeting. You know, family meetings are important. I believe everybody should have them.
1: I, you know, we used to have, we, we still have family meetings in, our, in, in the Annie Obi house. And I know that for a while it was a roll the eyes kind of thing. Like, oh, another family meeting. But, I mean, as, I, as I've grown older, it's, I see the importance. You know, you're actually, it's, it's not just, it's not just meeting just to meet. It's, it's, you know, what are you accomplishing and how can I help sometimes? Yeah. Um, even if that's just a word of advice from my dad, um, sometimes a kick in the butt from my mom uh, if it's needed. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely important so another thing I know that like so we have a there's lots of think core values that people yeah. can pick from um, how do we keep from just going and going how do we keep from saying well here's 20 core values that are important
0: to me I mean is it is there is there such thing as have too many core values you know for me the way that I did it is I, I picked one you know I, I yeah. knew uh, about ten years ago that I need to start building them and so I picked one okay and it was love and you know making sure that everybody in my Sphere feels God's love so that I can draw them closer to God mm. so uh, I would say don't try to set 20 goals or I'm sorry 20 core values pick one stick with that for a year get that down then add another one uh, two years ago when we were going through SoulCon uh, I ended up picking three there was three more that came out of that book but once you start picking the one and then building on that maybe two and then you know three years later you find another one I would for me it it worked because then I could practice those and start building my foundation on that. So,
2: yeah, that's a hundred percent correct. So, you know, I I always, I always have a saying like, okay, so now you've received this knowledge. So let's say some guy listens to your podcast. He goes, Oh my gosh, I'm not living this way. I'm going to live this way. I say, Hey, listen, before you set your hair on fire and go blow your family up, Let's let, let's let's take a little at a time, guys. Yeah, you know, um, let's work it out at the amble a little bit more yeah. before we look. But but you got to consult really if you're married. You got to consult your helpmate. If you're not, then it's, decisions are a little easier. They're they're more me centric. Uh, but 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 if you have a family, or you're already married and you're hearing this for the first time, it's like Scott said. Listen, uh, let's take a little bit. Um, you know, and what's probably beneficial is you bring one core value, have your spouse bring the other, yes, good. and those two could start the, the train. Yeah. Now, I, I would say you don't need 40, 50, but everybody's got two or three things that are core to them, you know, and with that, you become a better family, you know. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the uh, core values is really one of my wife's core values, and, and that's legacy. You know, I, I do think about my family and I think about what we do, but, but her input on that core value legacy in family um, cha- helped me. When we got together 11 years, you know, when we got married, what well, yeah, just over 11 years ago, um, when she brought family and legacy in our first meeting, it spoke to me. So that wasn't on really my radar then, but yeah. now it is. So th- does that make sense a little? Yeah.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um, so for other men that are, like, Again, like you said earlier, maybe listening to this for the first time or, or, or realizing, hey, I need to set up core values. Um, about how, I mean, how long did it take you to set yours up, for instance? Uh, I, I guess I just want people to know that it's not something that's gonna happen overnight.
2: Yeah, well, and, uh, honestly, uh, everybody's living by core values. You have them. Yeah. It, you just haven't put your finger on it. So if you stop and pause and really took assessment of your life, you're living a certain way. You have a philosophy of the way you approach life. The way you approach money, the way you approach relationships, the way you approach these things. So, with that philosophy, are your core values? Oh, your core values are there. They may be fringed, or you're not really identified them. Sure. You may be using some other words or other verbiage rather than like church e's or elce's or or these other you know buzzwords that we get around. You know, but you, like uh, I know another brother, his core value is brotherhood. You know, um, or another word to say that is relationship. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So so you probably have something that you identify with, Al, Scott, Sure. Agreed. But you just haven't maybe attached a, a word to it. Okay. So had... so, so I say they're there. You yeah. probably just got to do that.
0: I've had a couple of re- uh, conversations with people, you know, talking about core values and, and how you set them up. And I've asked them, so what are your core values? You know, it, it's It's funny how the answer that I've gotten multiple times is, yeah, we've all got core values. I mean, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, but... Are you, all your decisions wrapped around those, or do they? Do you think about your core values as you start making them, and then that, that's when the light bulb goes off and, like, you see them go? Oh, you know, no, I don't. But you're right. Everybody has. You already have that in you. That's that's how you live your life. Yeah. It's just identifying so that making sure that those times you can stay focused when it's easier to get unfocused.
2: Yeah. yeah. You. Want, so I'll give you here, here's a here's another layup for guys to understand. Uh, have you ever, have you ever had buyer's remorse? Or, hey, you woke up in the morning and you regretted what you did the night before, <laughs> right? No, <laughs> no, but not so, me. So, so here, here's what I'm saying, or whatever, or yeah. you know, I say buyer's remorse because you know guys can relate to that. I bought that I shouldn't have, or whatever. whatever. Sure, sure. So there's a feeling right there. That feeling is really anchored into a core value. Why do I feel mm. the way I feel? After this event or whatever, you, so you had an argument with your spouse, or you had an argument at work, or or you you went out partying that night because you're going to blow off steam, and then the next day you're like, Man, why did I do that? Why did I blow Daddy. 150 bucks at the bar or whatever? Here's what I'm going to tell you: those feelings are anchored into a core value. You just because because you feel it now, so that you know for me, responders last on the way I communicate. So when that one comes up. When I do feel an emotion, I know that, like, I'm like, okay, I've rubbed the core value somewhere. So, I don't know what your communication language is or how you operate, but, mm. but those feelings are anchored into a, a core value. And that'll no. help you identify, like, okay, I rubbed that, because why else would I feel this way? Right, right?
1: yeah. That, do- that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Um, do you want to switch gears and talk about goals?
0: Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, uh, yeah, I wasn't paying attention. I was... I don't know who's not pumped up right now <laughs> from yeah. for listening to Kenny. Uh, he's got my brain, my, my processor, my 888 processor from 1988. Yeah, it's it's, it's a floppy, baby. Yeah, <laughs> put the floppy, floppy disk in yeah. and uh, saving all this. Uh, I am, it's, yeah, it's what you just said spoke to me. So, um, yeah, so, you know, goals. And the reason why we have Kenny, why his name popped in my head. Uh, first and foremost is because he is intentional about his goals and he's so intentional that uh, the only person I've ever known that takes his wife, well, I'll let him get into that uh, and explain the process and not only the reason why goals are important. Um, One, you know, I have one of my, uh, this week is researching goals and kind of looking into that. Uh, I looked up a lot of quotes and Mm -hmm. One of the quotes it says: all, six, "All successful people have a goal. No one gets anywhere unless he knows where he wants to go and who he wants to be." Norman Vincent Peale. Uh, it's just so important. Uh, as I opened up the show today, is like if, yeah. if you if you're a ship out in the ocean and you've got no destination, you don't know where you're going. But Kenny, with uh, with with everything that goals mean and, and your process, uh, let's let's uh, discuss that.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, goals are, to me, goals are markers. So, um, they just help you as, uh, so, so if you have these core values, they, they're the, they the engine behind how you do this. So, everything, all of our quote-unquote goals, or I, I like to say in our family, because, I mean, kind of goal, guys, a lot of, a lot of guys have negative condensation on goals because they've never achieved any of them. Let's be honest. So, you know, here we are at the new year. A lot of people are making resolutions or goals or whatever. And then we get, you know, everybody's all heard the analogy, you know, the gym uh, does their biggest, uh, you know, they make all their money in the first 30 days of the year because everybody signs up and they know that no one's coming back. And they're getting and then in they they forget, then they, they, and, and they forget to turn off the subscription. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. So we've all been there. We've all done that. But what I'm saying is that's kind of why guys have a negative conversation goal. So, uh, a while back, uh, actually, um, so one of the, uh, you know, so so we talk about uh, also besides having core values, is having mission statements, right? So one of the one of the things that helped me and my family is uh, on a Wednesday night service. We had been at the church for about I don't know three months. Uh, on a Wednesday night, pastor drops this phrase, uh, and it becomes. It, it, it like it like resonates in me. Like like it blows up my whole insides for weeks. And he says this phrase personal responsibility times order equals measure of rule. So uh, for your for your customers, I mean for the subscribers, for people listening to that, I'm gonna say that a little bit slower and work backwards. It's personal responsibility times order equals measure of rule. So what is the measure of rule? What is the what's the goal you want? Mm. Okay measure a rule is what do you want increased what do you want done uh how what i mean what is this okay that's the end game so when you reverse engineer this thing and then you go into order order what do i have to do what what what, what's my action order is the action that has to be taken to achieve the measure a rule okay so what is what does that look like uh, what what is that? What is, what's the action behind it? What do you got to do? What's the plan? What what is the formulation? And then you go to the first part is which personal responsibility. This is where most people don't get to the measure rule part because they don't have the personal responsibility, the discipline um, to achieve these things. Um, you know, uh, you know, my my nephew just re- this just reminds me, uh, you know. Um, My nephew just asked me, hey, uncle, I might want to come live with you for a little while. And I said, hey, before you do that, um, you may want to read a book. And that's uh, by Jocko. He's a Navy SEAL. Uh, It's called um, Extreme Ownership. Mm -hmm. Extreme Ownership, personal responsibility to me, is a a buoy that I operate off of. Like, if you can't own what you're involved in, man, dude, what is wrong with you? I'm just being for real, man. So, so, so I, I asked my young nephew at the age 22, uh, you need to read that book before you come and, to me and say that. So I say that to men and your subscribers is you've got to know this personal responsibility piece like the back of your hand. So if the, if the goal, let's say measure and rule, is I want to save $10,000, then you've got to come back to the order piece and say, what does that look like? What is the plan? What is my part? What does that do? And then the personal responsibility is what measures am I going to put around me? What how am I going to own that? You see what I'm saying? The measure you'll never get to the measure rule the goal until you have owned it and established the discipline, the plan to equal what you want. So personal responsibility times order equals measure rule is is like is like pastors don't let good be robber of the best.
1: Mm, yeah. That's
2: a mission statement. That's how my family operates. Like, like we own it. We're going to step in it. We're in it. We're in it to win it. You know, we don't play around with it. Um, and then we're going to walk this thing out on uh, whatever we want to get to. Now, do we always get to it? No. Sometimes the sum doesn't equal what I had envisioned. But I always say, hey, we, we gave it to college try. Yeah. You know, so. Does that help with kind of goals? That's how I kind of look at goals now. Um, and then how do they line up with my core values?
1: No, that's excellent. I you think know, it's great, yeah, yeah. Every
2: one of your goals that you set or whatever you want to achieve for a month, a year, 90 days, you know, I would encourage guys, start off with small ones. Hey, what do you want to do in a month? What do you want to do in 90 days? You know, don't set this big, you know, don't don't eat the elephant all at once. You know what I mean? One bite at a time. But, but with that, uh, you know, set up a plan of accountability around yourself. Um, that's part of what I would... Point people back to is remember Chuck last week talking about your three yeah you know so so all of this works together none of it works separate from each other you know so you go and you set all this stuff up but then if you don't have an accountability on that then you have a bunch of wishes
0: yeah I was gonna say uh, when you're looking up if when you're preparing for goals uh, something that I found was uh, smart goals yeah and each each that's a, an acrostic uh, so smart meaning uh, specific <laughs> I can't say this word specific measurable attainable relevant and time-based so when you start setting up your goals uh, you know look at look a little bit into that and define what those mean for you um, so again the reason why we brought you on is your intentionality on how you set up your goals what are, what's your process
2: um, so and I think this is kind of where, where you want with this is, I, you know, this didn't happen overnight, um, but uh, about t- a, a year and a half, two years into our marriage, being at Elevate Life Church for just over, uh, almost coming up on two years, I realized that one of the key components on me achieving whatever we want to achieve as individuals or family, um, the p- part that was missing was unity. And so I intentionally started out in... I said, hey, Mary D, for those that are on the thing, that's my wife. I said, Mary D, um, I'd like to get together with you after the Warrior Conference. And um, how about this Saturday? um, What I'd like you to do is write down what's important to you for the next year. And then I wrote, wrote down what was important to me. And then we went and had coffee all morning at Ascension's Coffee Shop in Dallas. This is the first one. And so at that coffee shop meeting, She told me what she thought was important, and I said what we were about, and we formulated a a family um, vision for the next year, and we formulated a family goals, and we put a plan together in our mind. So we came together, the most powerful thing is we came together with unity on it. We know, we both know. During that meeting, I expressed what that looked like on my end to achieve some of this stuff so that she knew. Like So if there was some work-related late nights or whatever, she already knew that if we have a financial goal, so one of the things that we stopped doing was talking, when we said about money, is we set a family, um, how do you want to say this, a family income goal. So we didn't just do, hey, I want to make this and she wants to make that. We said together as a family, we want to make this income because we want to be able to give X amount to the kingdom. We want to be able to go on this mission trip. We want to be able to uh, do whatever. We want to go on this vacation. We want to do it. So all of this is discussed so that we have that, what we want to strive for. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's that's just one of the items that was discussed was hey here's our new here's our family income goal. This is where we want to get as a team. Okay? And this is what's going to look like on my side, this is what's going to look like on her side. Okay. Then the other things that we did was we talked about spiritual. You know, uh, I sent Scotty, I sent you over my format that I use, and and, and it's it, I, they're all they're all F's. I'm kind of kind of weird like that, but it's like family, <laughs> fitness, finances. Uh, these are all things that I look at um, when, as we come into this now every year, as we look at these different categories on you know faith, family, fitness. Uh, you know, it's, it's the five F's. Yeah. So that we know what we're. These are the things we, I want to talk about, and so that that's that happened, and then it turned into now it's evolved. We do a, a weekend getaway, so I always pick a day. And, and here's so and this is my thought process on it is, after the fall warrior event was kind of always a reset at our church, because yeah we are a men's culture, but yeah. I, I just took that as hey we've gotten through all the year. Here's what the reset is, and then I start preparing. I start preparing after that event in October for the next year. I don't mm-hmm. wait till January to do my goals. Mm-hmm. I do because I, I believe in running through the year, not starting my year. Nice. Like so, it. so, so, so that's why we do it right after that. So I'm fresh off of uh, one of the gatherings because I believe all men should gather together, just like it says in the Old Testament, three times a year. That's what we do at the church. We set the pattern for men to be able to do that. Uh, get plugged in. Uh, come. You know don't forsake the gathering of the men because in there is power the holy spirit moves you get revelation you get what's going on it helps you so fresh out of a meeting with 700 800 1000 men i have these revelations now i'm going to take this with my wife and we're going to go off and we're going to establish what we want to do for the next year and we start running into that year okay we didn't start we we are already running into our 2021 you know uh, we're already ready for what's possible this year because we've started after that event, we started preparing. So, so does that help?
1: Yeah, that's uh, I think that's great. How so why is so you said you take your wife and you guys go somewhere else. Yeah. Why is it important to you to do that? Yeah. To to get out of the house.
2: Yeah, so here this was by accident this was learned. It's like when I and her get out in a different environment, that coffee shop yeah. the first time, we realized that we had a clearer thinking. We weren't thinking about uh, the laundry. We weren't thinking about all this stuff that needs to get done. So this is why it's also evolved into a little getaway. Uh, one, hey, you need you need to date your wife, okay? First and foremost. For as totally many goals, you totally need to date agree. your wife, man. Yeah. So it's very intentional for you to go, hey, honey, here's what I'm going to do. Listen, you're leading your wife into success. You're leading your family. You always ask, hey, how do you start with this stuff? When you're modeling it, And you're living it and you're the same everywhere you go, then people see this. You know, Uh, you're giving them something to respect. You know, people will follow you if you give them something to respect, you know? So I'm giving my wife some respect because I'm taking the lead on this and I'm saying, let's go date. Let's get out of the environment. Let's go do this now. And so that's why we move out of the environment now, is because. We, I don't need her thinking about laundry. I don't need her. I don't need me thinking about the spreadsheet. That all the bills are on. I need us thinking about, hey, what is? What are we really trying to accomplish here as a family? So that's why we move it into getting into a different environment.
0: It's good. I like it. You know, we could go on. I, I feel like this is another part two to this. Oh scene, yeah, but, for sure. <laughs> uh, we're going to bring it to an end, guys, because uh, we want to value your time. Uh, we want to make sure that you hear the, the hear the message that we're bringing to you, and uh, you're not breaking it up in between drives or what have you. So with that in mind, uh, man, I feel like there's so much more. Um, first off, Kenny, I appreciate your time here. Thank you, thank you very uh, much. Honored to be thank here. You thank you very much. you. got me so pumped up, and I've I've taken a couple of hits uh, as far as my notes go, and just kind of determining what I'm gonna, how I'm moving forward as well. But uh, Alan, what do we got next week?
1: So next week we're going to be reviewing the first 77 pages of the Solcom Challenge. Um, that includes the internal battle, putting down your fork and putting up, picking up your cross. Uh weapons of mass destruction, the
0: Solcon description and the four fundamentals of the Solcon Challenge and then the SolCon Challenge itself. You know, I don't know. I just had to stop. The first time that I went through it, Kenny was uh, one of the leaders. Kenny, uh is there anything that you would like to say about Solcon?
2: Yeah, uh, really. Uh just do it. I mean yeah. listen listen, I don't know where you're at in your walk, man, but do it. Uh because it's gonna it's gonna set you up for a great 2021.
0: Right on. Hey guys, uh we appreciate your time. Uh, looking forward to seeing what we got next week. And, uh, again, check the, uh, the notes. We'll have a, a link to the SolCon book because we're getting, getting ready two weeks. So get yeah. yourself ready. So if you have any questions
1: or comments, feel free to email us at MightyAnvilPodcast at gmail.com. Right
0: on.